Good morning, everybody. Had meant to have uh, Jason come and do the welcome this morning, but I didn't uh, tell him, and we're a little short-staffed on some areas this morning back here at the desk. So you're stuck with me for the whole gig today. Damn. Hopefully it'll be all right. Anyway, welcome. Glad to have you here with us. I uh, want to highlight a couple of things that were there in the video that I think are the most important things, which is we would love to pray with you. And if you're in this space with us this morning, which we have a nice crowd here this morning, uh, we have a prayer tree back there. There's some cards over, I think, on this main table out by the front door. If there's a prayer request that we can pray with you, that you would like to share with us, we would love to do that. And uh, you can be anonymous. Put your name on there, whatever you want to do. And uh, we've got some folks who would like to lift you up in that. And if you're online with us this morning, welcome. Uh, you can do the same thing by emailing prayer at c3ak.com. And that will go to our prayer team. And uh, and if you have something maybe that's confidential or private, and you still want someone to pray with you, and you'd just like to send it to the pastors, you can send that to pastor at P-A-S-T-O-R, pastor at c3ak.com, and uh, we'll get that, and we will pray for you. So, with that being said, I'm going to ask Jim if he'll open us with a word of prayer, and then we're just going to sing together and uh, lift our voices to the Lord and share some of the word for our series that we're kicking off this morning of It's Still Okay to Not Be Okay, and uh, see what God's got to say about that. All right, so Jim, would you pray for us? Heavenly Father. We thank you for your ever-present uh, presence in our life. Without you, things would be so much more difficult, impossible. With you, we have hope and strength and knowledge that your mercy and your love will bring us through all the bad times. But we thank you for this opportunity this morning to come and lift your name in praise and worship. We love to sing your praise, and we're going to do that. Invite you to stand with us as we sing. We're going to need some more guitar up here. You sure you're getting me back there? Mm, I don't believe that, but here we go.
make mistakes, you have new mercies for me every day. Your love never fails, oh no. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid. Because I know that you love me. Your love never fails. I'm not alone here in these open seas Your love never fails The chasm is far too wide I never thought I'd reach the other side Your love never fails Oh no You stay the same Joy comes in the morning When the oceans rage I don't have to be afraid Because I know that you love me Your love never fails You make all things work together for my
stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the
you stood before creation, eternity in your hand. You spoke the earth into motion, my soul now to stand. Oh, you stood before my failure and carried the cross for my shame. My sin weighed upon your shoulders, my soul now to stand. So what can I say? What can I do? But offer this heart, oh God, to So I walk upon salvation, your spirit alive.
want to say this has been a season for Christ being in the church in that particular realm that I don't think we've experienced quite so much suffering and maladies and, and disease and issues within our just close church community. And it just it's kind of set us back on our, our heels a little bit in that regard. It's just like every day there's another uh, kind of crisis message from someone, and we welcome that because we want to walk with you in that, and we support you and lift you up to the Lord. So, continue to do that for one another, but it has also been a a bit just heartbreaking to see our friends as they struggle through uh, different things that are going on in their lives, and just know that we share that that burden with you, and we share that journey with you, and that we do indeed love you so very much. And so that kind of
consider how they do or do not glorify God. And uh, an easy story for that is if you're thinking about doing something, making a decision, making a change, and the result of that would, would in any way lead to shame, guilt, regret, you should probably really think long and hard before you make that decision. But if that decision, that choice leads to uh, a sense of well-being and with God and the results that you're going to get at odds with God, don't necessarily just jump right into that decision, but internally begin to set yourself on a course and say, this is the direction I'm going. This is the vision I'm going to pursue. This is the decision I'm going to make. And if you have the time, because sometimes we're faced with decisions that we have to make right now, this is a little more complicated. But if you have the time, internally make a direction without taking action. Allow the Spirit of God to begin to speak to you. And I truly believe, because I've experienced this in my own life, that there have been numerous times where I've been thinking about, oh, let's do this, or let's go this direction, or let's, let's invite this into our, uh, our little universe, or let's push this out of our little universe. And as I meditate on those things and seek the will of the Lord, because, listen, friends, the Bible teaches the Holy Spirit is in you.
we would describe as a perfectionist. There's a difference between uh, having high standards, uh, striving for excellence, and really always wanting to do your best. And sometimes that would be described as perfectionism, but I don't think that's quite perfectionism in the sense that I want us to understand this morning. I think all of us have a tendency towards this perfectionist attitude, whether it's in our relationship with God or in things of the world that we're involved with and things that we have kind of authority over or dominion over. And when I say authority over, friends, you don't have to be the boss at your job to have authority over things that you do. You have some things that are yours that are yours to do. They're you are depending on you, you're responsible for the outcome or the process. And even though you may not be the big boss, you still have authority in those things that you can do because they're your job to do. And uh, doing those well is something that we should all strive for. We should strive to be uh, laborers who are due the wage that they're paid. We should do uh, everything for the Lord uh, as if unto the Lord, which is passing the look at later, which would mean, I hope, that you're doing everything that you do as if you were doing it for the Lord, that you'd be doing that well. But where perfectionism takes a detour from that is that when we don't hit the mark, when we don't rise to every occasion, when we give our best and we truly have done our best and something still doesn't achieve what we wanted it to, it's less than what we envision, or the wheels completely come off despite our best efforts, there can be an element of perfectionism in all of us when we are sort of internally demolished by that, that lack of perfection. And that leads us straight to feelings of failure, of assessing ourselves as failures, of assessing our efforts as failures. And it's just so easy that on, on both sides of that coin, if you flip that guy, on any given day, let's say the heads is the perfectionism side, and you flip it, and it comes down heads, and everything you touch like turns gold, we're like, ooh, I'm awesome. But when you flip the coin, it goes to the other side, and even the effort that you've given, the, the energy that you've given, the attention 
says this, and behold, a man came to him, and that is the king of Jesus. A man came to him saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Now, there's, a, there's a lot that we could pull out of this particular sentence, this question, and, and it's taught regularly on a lot of different things, but I want to apply it to the thing that we're talking about today. And that is, that here is a, a person who's asking a question that just by the question implies I am in a mindset that says if there are boxes I can check, I want to check every box I can in order to get the object of my desire. By the way, this is in uh, Matthew. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what we call synoptic gospels, which means there's a lot of stories in those three gospels. That all three gospels have the same story with some differences in detail. But as to be expected, when you get eyewitness accounts, or even uh, as we think, like the book of Mark is, is Peter's account being related to John Mark, who's putting it down, that you'll get different perspectives. Story that generally you all say with some differences because we preserve different aspects that would be important to us or would have stood out to us as we got through this today. And so uh, we can, if you want to go back and read these, you will find these in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You'll see some, some minor differences in the story. The underlying uh, business of it is, is the same. And one says, He's not uh, putting it down for asking this question. 
father and mother, and you can love your neighbor as yourself. The church is just going to fall And he made his point. The young man said to him, All these I have kept. What do I still left? Now, some of those are pretty easy for most people. It's not the same as lying. Very false witness is, is literally lying about someone else. Very false witness about someone or something else. Honor your father and mother. Apart from childhood rebellion, we find some people who have generally been super faithful in honoring their parents, probably. Most of us think that we fulfill that we shall love their neighbor as yourself, to do our best with that, and I think we're the most good people outside of a, of a religious context to be able to say that they're, they're accomplishing that. So it might not be that surprising that says, oh yeah, I've done all that. Because his whole life has been about keeping the commandments. Yeah, I think that's covered. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, Go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And when the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now, this is often used as a passage to teach about tithing for obvious reasons, but it's not what we're talking about. Yeah, Jesus goes on to say to his disciples that as they observe this whole thing, they say, you know, Hard for people have a lot of money to be able to do that. It's easier for a camel to pass the guy the needle than it is for a rich person to get to heaven. It's not because God is opposed, it's not because God would have welcomed them. It's because our collective attachment to our earthly things can frequently cloud our recognition of the need that we have for the spiritual. There's a quote from Dallas Willard that I think puts this into perspective this passage. If you look at this guy, and, and he might reflect any one of us or people that we know, he's, he's a good person, he's apparently a good person. Uh, if, he's, if he's being honest about himself when he says, I've, I've kept all of those commandments, he's not necessarily being proud. He might just be telling the truth, like, listen, I'm a good person. Dallas Willard puts it this way. The most important thing in your life is not what you do. It's who you become. That's what will take you into eternity. And Jesus is saying that same thing here. He's setting, he's sort of setting a trap for this guy. Well, do these, do all these commandments. I've done it. That means it's there. You know, you got Something you need. You think there's something you need to do. 
Sort 
So I am I experiencing the consequences? Well, there's something we can't unring that we can't unring that bell. You get that? Remember when Phil was a kid? Went to every weekend with my parents where the house had a man in the street. Remember you remember this? Sat empty for the longest time. Right next to the fan lounge. So you know the one in the house. People in the house. Sat empty for the longest time.
trust ourselves truly, we would not be Thank you. 
everything to the glory of God. I think this word is true from Dallas Willard. The most important thing in your life is not what you do, it's who you become. That's what we're taking on become. I want to become the person who whatever I do is for the glory of God. Thank you so much for being here this morning. It's wonderful to see your faces. Um, 
folks. Be blessed. Have a great week. Thank you for being here. Great to see your faces, and uh, I love you.